0: Today's episode of the Ex Wife podcast is brought to you by the letter D for Death.
1: I'm upset. That is now the second time you've kind of stole my thing. It <laughs> is not. You just come up in here saying the name of the show.
0: They you know the name of the show. I got to come up with something. I'm here week in and week out, coming up with some stupid thing to say, and then I got I got a name for myself too. Come on. Come okay,
1: on. but you could have just said this week's episode is brought to you by the letter D for death. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin, the harbinger of death. Oh my goodness, gravy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. And that's actually what I wrote. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter D for death.
1: Oh, but you said the Ex-Wife Podcast.
0: I was excited. All right. Don't fight me. Let's get excited about comics. I'm
1: super excited about most comics.
0: Tell me, what are all comics?
1: All comics are X-Men Unlimited, issue whatever number that is. 41. Many, many. Or maybe 40. The Excellent, number four. Wolverine Patch, number three. X-Force, number 29. Sabretooth, number four. And X-Men Red, number four.
0: Whoa. What a week.
1: So many things to talk about.
0: We're going to go high level on a couple of books just so we can get through it all and not lose our minds. But Mm -hmm. also, you know, we're here for Krakoa.
1: We're here for Krakoa.
0: But before we get into it...
1: The news!
0: I put up a poll yesterday asking people what their favorite Krakoan book was. An overwhelming amount. 72% voted for X-Men Red as the pick of the week.
1: Mm. I mean... (laughs) Obvious,
0: <laughs> I, I kind of like this too. I may keep it up if I remember. It was also easy to just take that and share the poll results and add the question box for questions. Mm. So it was like, oh, I'm, I'm spreading out my work for me, and hopefully, I don't forget.
1: <laughs> hopefully, I remember all the things.
0: Judgment is coming.
1: Oh, that's happening soon.
0: Yeah, well, sooner and sooner. It seems to be like drawn out. That's the one thing. There's some preludes into it, and then the Hellfire Gala kind of kicks it off. But then the bulk of it seems to be happening later and into the fall, Mm. into September and August and September, I believe.
1: Interesting.
0: But there's been some small amounts of preview art, some teasing interviews with Karen Gillan. Uh-oh. I'm excited about this event. I don't know where you're at, how you're feeling.
1: I am intrigued by this event.
0: Okay, okay. This will be your first like big crossover. Like we e- did we did the last annihilation which wasn't anywhere near this scale.
1: And I did a little bit of uh Devil's Reign.
0: Yeah, a little bit.
1: Yeah, a little bit. The Emma Frost parts.
0: With well, the X-Men parts.
1: The Emma Frost parts. <laughs> yeah,
0: the X-Men tie-in. This will be this has Avengers, this has Eternals. I don't know if we're going to cover it all. I feel like we have to. We
1: have to. I feel like
0: it's a, it's a big Marvel event and the X-Men are at the center of it. We gotta. It's it's also, I mean, it's the first time the X-Men have completely been involved in a Marvel-wide crossover for a little while.
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah. At least since before the Kokoan era started.
1: Well, Hot diggity dang.
0: Speaking about X-Men, because oh, that's what we oh, talk about. that's
1: what we talk about here. That's
0: the weak segue. X-Men 2099. Uh-huh. Well, you know a little bit about this because you have maybe see, I have issue one somewhere in my catacombs of boxes. Mm-hmm. And Brimstone Love, who made his appearance Ah, in the Marauders Annual, they will be making a new lineup of X Men twenty ninety nine. Will be making an appearance in a Spider Man twenty ninety nine story that's happening currently. Oh, written by Steve Orlando.
1: More and more Spider Man and X Men crossover situation. I was
0: asking PJ if this actually was any good, and he was like, "It's not really. It's it's called Spider Man, but there's not really much Spider Man. It (laughs) seems like a launch point." Into the 2099 universe.
1: Gotcha. Uh, Just a jumping off.
0: Mark Kandel? Yes. He's like, 2099, you say? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Doom 2099 is quite the story. And um, he has Mark. that, that cosplay. cosplay. Yeah, And we've seen yeah. it. It's amazing.
1: It is amazing.
0: Thor Overload, are you ready?
1: I am so ready.
0: I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Well, it's coming out the 8th, I believe. The 8th. Next Thursday.
1: Holy smokes.
0: Chris, I was talking to Chris at the comic shop, and he is a diehard, I will only see it in IMAX guy. Oh. And as we're talking about it, I was like, yeah, I'm not that picky. But I could be, because I don't know. The, his main reason?
1: Okay, tell no me. No kids.
0: No screaming kids anywhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't. we don't often encounter screaming kids when we go to the movies. Jurassic World. Okay, that was... Ruined. more so the mother than the children who was the problem because well, again, the children were only screaming when the mother got so scared that she flailed her arms and punched her child in the face sure
0: sure and she happened. chose to
1: answer her phone twice in it's the happened
0: film. in other ways as well just people people generally if you're willing to pay the extra money to go see on this big screen they're a little more attentive to the movie at hand
1: my issue with imax is two things one a lot of times imax is in 3d And I can't see 3D. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't like 3D movies personally. I just feel like it's gimmicky.
1: And two, the screen is so big that I just feel like it's cool because you get the like feeling that you're being immersed in it. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I can't see you can't see the whole. I feel like I don't see the whole screen.
0: Yeah. So two counterpoints, and then we'll move on. Okay. I don't want to see a 3D movie. I just want to see a big and and sound enveloping movie. Mm -hmm. Back row center.
1: All right. Maybe I could be swayed. But
0: just laying the groundwork.
1: We'll see. Let's talk. Where are
0: we going first? Are we going Unlimited or we're are we going, going to X-
1: Unlimited first? All right. We always start with Unlimited. We're not changing it up now.
0: A little reunion.
1: Yeah, it was an interesting issue. A very different. You know, we're going on a very different route. We have sometimes the X-Men Unlimited comics are super invested in the world of Krakoa. And other <laughs> times it's just like, hey, we're going to go to this. Escape room in our LARP costumes and people are mean. <laughs> I mean that more than
0: mean, yeah, yeah. That's
1: pretty much the gist of the issue.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, I as a fan of the Generation X team mm-hmm. am excited to see them together.
1: Yes, it was it was a fun time. It was a fun little reunion, and, but like.
0: And also, Jubilee had the most character development slash action to speak of in the and era almost. I, I, I will say that there was like one or two issues of Excalibur where she had some good points.
1: Yes. Well, I learned something because yes. I didn't know Shogo was adopted. Yeah. So that's one. And two, if Huska was my friend, I would have problems with her. Why? Because if I asked everybody to come to my birthday in full cosplay and they so one of my friends showed up in a t-shirt with a 20-sided die on it. I'd be like, that's not a cosplay. What are you doing? Go home and change. <laughs> I mean,
0: it's at least adjacent. Skin just has a hat. He has a polo and a hat.
1: He's doing better than Husk. All right. Adjacent. It's a t-shirt. There's not even a a, a Dungeons & dragon's character that wears a die that you could pretend that you are being.
0: Right, but it's like a spiritual connection. You know, it's more... Is but she
1: hey, cosplaying as the 20-sided die? Is that what... Yes. If she said that, then I would let it pass. All right. But she didn't. But shout she out was to, just like, I don't want to be embarrassed.
0: Shout out to Sink, though. He actually showed up in costume.
1: Sink went all in, baby.
0: Good to see Monet, too.
1: Yeah, and she didn't really show up in a cosplay, but she did sort of save all their lives, so, you know, there's right. that.
0: She was never coming to the the larp puzzle room
1: i love an escape room though i was like i want to know more about the escape room
0: i've never done one
1: you've never done
0: one who who have you done one with without me
1: i've done one
0: who of my twice friends who with, of my friends want to do escape rooms
1: i don't know but i've done escape rooms twice with dance friends right i think everybody should want to do an escape room it's real fun yeah you don't make that noise because you haven't tried it. Don't knock it till you try it, sir.
0: Monet does have the cape at the end. She at borrows end, from Jubilee. Yeah, she, she joins in. She's
1: giving it a go.
0: Writer and artist Jason Liu letters Josephino. This
1: is Josephino.
0: Let's talk the excellent.
1: All right, let's talk about it.
0: Evil on the cover.
1: Oh, this guy. Let's just
0: talk about big thoughts. Like, overall, what was your reaction to this? Because...
1: Uh, I'm disappointed in mirror girl.
0: I mean, that's a general theme going on. You know, she's at first I was like, oh yeah, she's getting some agency back and she's just, she's trying to be with this other person who's maybe not going to be absolutely terrible, but no, she's really working for zeitgeist to get some information on him.
1: Yeah. That wasn't cool. I thought, you know, clearly relationships and how they affect a team you know romantic relationships and how they affect a team was was an overarching theme yep. in this issue i was highly confused about this with the scene in the cemetery so katie's mom looks 100% exactly, exactly, exactly like, like yes. her yes no differentiation and so that, i was like what's happening right now
0: right especially seeing the pages side by side
1: yeah <laughs> um I Fluff, mean,
0: Fluff is weird but also interesting and I, I you know I like his motivations.
1: Yeah, he he he's like hey yeah, I'm a dude, I'm a cool dude and like I'm going to address the fact that I just messed up and used heteronormative language to you, but first I'm going to save you and I'm not really going to address it to your face, but I'll address it to the team later when they call you she when you really should be called they. It's an interesting like
0: like he's almost there he's for almost there. gender representation. He's but he's trying really yeah.
1: hard. And that's you know, that's what you Yeah. All you can ask for you some gotta, people is meet try. them where they are.
0: Every issue has gotten more and more interesting. I think. I, I don't know if that's just I'm I'm getting invested in the story because I was not excited to read this. No. I feel like that's just me projecting mentally because I've enjoyed each issue more and more. But I didn't even read this until this afternoon.
1: I feel like the thing about it is it's starting to have stakes now. Right. Where we know that like there's some pages missing. Doctor Strange is worried about what might happen. But, you know, there's too many pages in the book for him to know exactly what's missing. And so we're kind of finding out what Zeitgeist is up to, but also not really. Right. But can we also talk about his little teleporter friend just dropping... Yeah fluff off in the middle of the sky
0: (laughs) yes i just love the reasons why he likes billy zeitgeist likes billy on the team like you have loose morals and you're easily manipulated so you're perfect for
1: us you're perfect for me is really really what he's saying but yeah i don't obviously we don't trust him (laughs) and uh we don't know what's gonna happen to fluff and we don't know what secret secret business zeitgeist is up to
0: but maybe we'll find out next week when issue five comes out already already oh man so you don't have any any time to forget if you actually enjoyed this issue you can just move on to the the next one
1: yeah i think it's
0: also the challenge just because we talk so intimately about Krakoa and the mm-hmm. goings-on on Krakoa and this feels entirely and completely separated.
1: It feels like it could live in a whole nother universe. And it
0: basically is and that, that's what ecstatics was if I am knowing correctly because I, I, I still have not read it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I failed you all. I said I would try. I tried and I got distracted by other things.
1: You did great babe. Let's uh, give this a ceremonious page turn noise so we can get to the title page to read our creative team. So Here you go the excellent New Blood, New World.
0: Written by Peter Milligan. Art by Michael Doc Alred. Colors by Laura Alred. Letters, Nate Picos.
1: You took the book away from me. I couldn't see if there was any VCs or... All right. Okay. We're good.
0: You have no problem with me leaving out of Blambot Studios?
1: Oh, I didn't see that. (laughs) Of Blambot Studios, you mean, to say? No. Nate Picos of Blambot Studios. Hey, Patch! (laughs) I just got so confused.
0: (laughs) We are dog-sitting for a dog named Patch, and we are about to talk about Wolverine Patch.
1: Wolverine Patch.
0: What about this one? High level, what'd you think?
1: High level. I thought it was okay.
0: Okay, really?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just not really super invested in the story. I mean, I, I... do think some of it is interesting but i feel like what i like about a wolverine comic is more action less text and it fe- this felt very text heavy
0: yeah i'd agree with that and even the investment piece that's one of the things that i took away from this i was talking about it in relation to obi-wan i keep the kirk cohen stories in my mind mm. week to week primarily because of multiple readings. The episodes that we do, social media posts and just talking to people about it. So those stories are actively in my mind in the same way that when we watched Obi-Wan, I didn't drop any of those details, any of that build from episodes five to six. Mm -hmm. And Andy felt like there was a loss of momentum from five to six. Ah. Right. And so I just I feel like because of that, this hasn't been living in my mind. But at the same time, it's easy to engage with and, and fun to read that I just jump right in. And at the end of the day, does this connect to anything else? It's just a, a fun, classic Wolverine story. And I love the pages, the the big splash pages, and then that one split-screen page with all the different
1: yes. elements
0: of his past.
1: I do think it was interesting that they pointed out on the title page that this adventure takes place prior to Wolverine 1998, issue number 31. Which, you know, I always appreciate a good... Placement in the in the timeline placement, and I did think there was interesting things. I this idea of like, are you a mutant or are you enhanced? Both, and you know he's both, and the the nod to Omega Red yeah. existing, and this interesting Aleph inner workings of like what is Nick Fury doing slash what are the Russians doing and, and how is thing. that affecting the people of Madripoor. So I do think it's an interesting story. I think just in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's just another story to me. It doesn't, um, well, it's because it's it's, like life-changing, you know?
0: Sure. It's not connected and it's more head work than you want to do.
1: Yes. But I do love the art. Oh, yeah.
0: The the energy of the art. Yeah. And the characterization of Wolverine. And these new characters are really interesting, too. Yes. And just this layer of Russian super soldier development.
1: Yes. Yes. And, you know, finding out that this child is a product of these other two who had been experimented on and then and and that she had they have, excuse me, and that they have gene like abilities and that's interesting that they connected with gene inside
0: yeah the fact that gene gray kind of appears and just the way that time works on the Mm -hmm. ethereal plane yeah that was really cool but also a big concept
1: yes and maybe we'll find out more in the next issue i mean was there anything in particular that really stuck out to you as interesting or that you want to talk about in this one
0: it was just the raging anger and fighting of wolverine also the X Lives of Wolverine kind of connection mm. where this interesting mental power that allows you to see the different points in time and ways that he's lived and it could do Aleph could do wonders for Wolverine's mentality. Yeah. You know, and, and just how that impacts a character like Logan's psychologically.
1: Well, I also wonder like what happens in Wolverine nineteen ninety eight Issue number 31.
0: That's what they want you to wonder. Do you know? Not off the top of my head, no.
1: What do you mean? You don't have all comics memorized? No. This is an outrage. But, I mean, I wonder the fact that they pointed that out makes me feel like that is something that would be interesting to go back and see. Do the events of this story somehow show themselves in that issue?
0: Killing zone. Ooh. From 1990. Archie, Tiger, Tiger, Prince Baran, General Coy, they're all there. Oh. Well, now I'm going to read this.
1: Uh Aha. We got them.
0: Let's do another ceremonial page turn noise in our
1: creative creative team. team. Okay. Wolverine patches page turn noise.
0: Written by Larry Hama. Pencils by Andrea DeVito. Inks by Labine Underwood, colorist Sebastian Cheng, letters Clayton Coles.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Do you mean VCs, Clayton Coles? No. No, he's not listed as VCs or no, you just don't like I to don't say it. I don't
0: mean it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: On to Krakoa.
1: On to the juicy, juicy books.
0: I really enjoyed all three of them. I'm, I'm going to say that flat out. I, I know X-Force gets some flack here and there. It was the lowest on our poll. Not Mm -hmm. by a a wide margin in comparison to Sabretooth, I will say that.
1: I mean, Beast wasn't in it, and that was okay by me.
0: Beast wasn't in it, and Domino and Sage had standout moments.
1: Yes. And I like this cover a lot. Oh, yeah. Crazy Cerebrax is I feel like this text on the front, the K- Krakoa, the island that kills like a man, is that a throwback to...
0: giant Size X-Men. Yes. The island that walks like a man.
1: Look at me go. Yeah.
0: I love the action energy and, and just the combination between K- Krakoa and Cerebrax.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. Terrifying. And
1: an interesting little twist for the X-Force logo to be highlighted in Kid Omega's telekinetic... <sighs> uh, Aura, let's say, since so much of this issue is related to him.
0: Him and his spirit.
1: (laughs) All right, here we go. Page turn noise.
0: The Omega creeping on everyone on the island. Is he worse than Xavier in this moment, as he admits to reading everyone's mind?
1: He became too big for his britches, in my personal opinion. Yeah.
0: You are not emotionally impacted by the end of this book. Nope. (laughs) At all. (laughs) Not at all. And I just, you know, maybe there's something to be said about what telepathy does for a person's psychology Mm -hmm. and how they see themselves above and over other people.
1: Well, I do think it is an interesting, like if we're going to break it down, I do think it's interesting. You know, I'm sure all mutants have to deal with a different level of temptation than others' experience when it comes to their powers, 100%, right? 100%. Because would, you're tempted to use your powers.
0: Who, who wouldn't be a villain, at least for a little bit? At least, you know, I'm just going to rob like three banks. Right. Just, like three banks, and then I'll change my name, and I'll, and I'll be quiet on the countryside.
1: But if your power is the ability to read people's mind, you can understand a little bit how, you know, it might start as like, oh, I'll just innocently want to see what they're thinking. And then when you realize that you can continue to do that, that that, how that can get out of
0: control. I don't know why I was reminded of this moment. I think it's an issue one of Ultimate X-Men where they walk into a library without any books and Xavier is lifting up Cerebro to say that he's reading the mind of an author, one of his favorite authors, as they're working on their next great book and how many ideas never hit the page.
1: Mm. I mean, it's interesting too to think about this in comparison to... Charles in that I got the sense more from this that Quentin reads people's minds just so he can be like huh I'm better than you and Charles reads people's minds to back them up and make them live forever his own benefits (laughs) he doesn't have to read them to back them up he could just back them up
0: maybe but we all need Krakoa to survive for Kid Omega to reach his full potential the Omega of Omegas I love the visuals of Cerebrax hunting for Tom. Yes. It's a great juxtaposition to Quentin's note about the fact that everybody knows, even if they're stupid, everybody knows it's going to fall apart. Which it feels like that's what these weeks have been. Cracks in the firmament of Krakoa. hmm A lot of mention to things falling apart.
1: Yes. And I do want to say, as we've said many a times, the art in this book.
0: Yeah, Robert Gill.
1: It is so gorgeous. And the colors, too. Honestly, the way that things glow in this book between Quentin's powers and this glowingness of Cerebrax coming. Which,
0: Black Tom, why would you get in the water that's bubbling red? You have just been attacked by Cerebrax not but two issues ago. And you see this mysterious thing. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get into this pool.
1: No, no, no. Black Tom went swimming first. And then Cerebrax came up from underneath the water. Oh, no, you're right. No,
0: he didn't just go swimming.
1: He was like, let me go investigate that. Well, it is his job, right? He's security.
0: It's not a very secure investigation. You have physical and mental control over the entire island.
1: Well, it's too late anyway.
0: Sage is missing her guy.
1: Tom, are you there? He's not there, but there's a title page here. Monster Island.
0: The Hungry Mind. Written by Benjamin Percy. Art by Robert Gill. Colors by Guru EFX. Letters, Joe
1: V C's Joe Caramanga. Domino! Domino!
0: With a Wolverine recap, he's all messed up.
1: And Sage is not cool with that.
0: No. Uh, you telling me that we have the biggest emergency ever and you, you benched my murder guy?
1: Ee I mean, Wolverine is is. You don't often see Wolverine in a state of like I can't go. I on. can't go on, and he's like, I don't understand. This thing ate Polaris. It gobbled her right up. It twisted my insides completely. I'm out. Yeah. And that for me was shocking for Wolverine to be like, I'm gonna sit this one out. Just, I need just time. A bit.
0: You know, I I still haven't really slept off, lives and deaths. Mm-hmm. I like Domino on this team more and more.
1: I love Domino. I think
0: she's great. I I feel like I say that for both her and Sage. This issue delivers on some of that, but more, please.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's keep it going.
0: She had a great arc in the beginning, but the main focus has really been on Beast and Wolverine, who are the main characters, according to Percy. But I see him finding more balance within the team, which is great. And especially there seems to be more and more dissent against Beast and his control.
1: Yeah, let's go. Take him down.
0: But before that, cerebrax hungry. Mm
1: -hmm. This
0: transitive property of uh uh-oh. Well, if I'm hungry and I eat you and you are Krakoa, then I am Krakoa.
1: Transitive
0: property of uh uh-oh. A equals B, B equals C, A equals C. I used to be a math major. I love math.
1: I know, I know. I,
0: I still don't understand... The eat your brain and consume your powers in a technology robot. But Mm -hmm. Orcus is about to recruit another new member. That would potentially make them unstoppable, especially if they could harness and replicate it.
1: Oh, no, that would be just terrible. That would be just terrible. Another new friendship is forming. Sage and Omega Red. Oh, yeah. I'm into this. I'm into this like, come on, dude. I'll give you a second chance. You give me a second chance. Let's just be friends. Beast isn't here. Right.
0: No, I mean, it gives a natural arc to his redemption. And it's not just, oh, yeah, he wants to be good now. No, he is finding, or at least Krakoa is finding, there's a a place for everyone. And especially if you're not treating them like pawns. He's been Wolverine's X-Force understudy. And now, (laughs) send me in. I'm ready to murder.
1: I just love that, like, begrudging, like, Ugh, you called me here, so I'm here. I'm doing the thing. Just, like, tell me what to do and let's not talk about it.
0: Right. Let's just do this weird mind game comlink thing that I hate,
1: <laughs> which
0: is likely set up with all the members. That's how they can all just speak out and she's there.
1: And I do like the way that, you know, because we're, we're getting into the data page of their conversation. You know, I do like the way that she's saying, you can decide to turn it off. You can decide that you don't want me there, but... I'm there if you need me. And I think that obviously, maybe not obviously, but I think that that goes a lot deeper than just the comms. I sure. think that she's really acknowledging, hey, I know that I was part of a group that did some wrong to you. And we we want to make amends for that. And we want you to understand that like you are part of Krakoa now. And we're here for you when you're ready to...
0: Yeah, it's, it's building, a part of that. building a foundation of trust. And it's not necessarily them trying to rehabilitate him, but to refocus. To mm-hmm. say, hey, you like to murder people like crazy. We love that here. We are the murder team. Just do that for us.
1: Mm, which brings up a really interesting connection to the Sabretooth comic.
0: Sure. Yeah, right, right. Because would he be on X Force if you didn't mess up? No, oh, we'll get there. We'll get we'll there. We'll get there. Little Omega rescue of Wolverine.
1: Even though Wolverine's like Yeah, I'm done. He's also like, Oh god. Am I though? I still have to be active in this fight in yeah. some way.
0: I'm I'm one of the main characters of the book and I have my own book, so obviously I gotta at least struggle to be here.
1: Mm hmm. Domino, at least she's holding her own. She's not oh, getting yeah. engulfed by this cerebrax this business. Is a,
0: this is a great fight page. Yes. And just the comparisons between Cerebrax and Krakoa, talking about Cerebrax motivation, a black hole of our creation, absorbing power as it kills people, and the potential comparison to Krakoa and this conversion of people to its cause, this bringing of energy in and making it of itself.
1: Yeah, I really love the way that Ben Percy has done this a few times where he'll you know, say, have the voiceover be from one character's perspective saying something, but then he'll instruct that the art says the same thing with a different character, which I think is really cool.
0: Yeah. And and just the art stands out on its own. Robert Gill's work, the kinetic energy of it all. I just love it. I love this grumpy wisdom from Wolverine. (laughs) Pride is just a good looking version of stupid. Love it. Connects back to... Quentin's initial statements about everyone else being stupid.
1: Yeah, I've always thought that their mentor-mentee kind of relationship was really interesting.
0: Oh, there's something about him that's interesting.
1: It's just that he's becoming too much of a jerk. Sure, I mean,
0: you have that power, though. I feel like that's that's the conversation we were having. Is is what does that power do to you? Yeah, and well, your idea of self.
1: Here we go. I'm gonna say it. Jean Gray is an Omega level mutant and she's she's not all hoity toity, I'm the best there is.
0: Sometimes, but you know, you're right. But she's also kind of been nerfed her is it about power levels and stubborn masculinity? Is that Maybe. What, what comes of it? Or you know, the fact that is Jean learning from the faults and failures of Charles and is Kid Omega not really giving himself that opportunity to do that, or he just sees himself as this all-powerful guy. and
1: Maybe. Maybe.
0: It's interesting, the arc that he's gone on, the soul search, even in collaboration, even in connection to Phoebe and what that's meant to him, this whole story, the last couple of arcs, has been really focused on, on building him up, connecting us to him, the number of deaths that he's gone through, the changes that he's gone through,
1: the yeah. love story. Yeah. And I do love the, oh, look at me. I'm amazing. And then they say, oh, look, a hole in your argument.
0: Yeah. Always about that wordplay. Speaking of Phoebe and the cuckoos, there's a party at the wild hunt. That's why we're completely ignoring Jean's recommendation yeah. to fearfully get the heck out of here.
1: Yeah, I love that. We're going to tell everybody that we need to be safe. We're going to tell everybody to, to go take cover, but nah, we're Krakoans, we're partying. What's the worst that's going to happen? We're going to die. Death.
0: What does that even mean, right? Exactly Nothing. what
1: Wolverine was talking about in the beginning of the Crocowan era. Right, I mean, Everyone's that's Everyone's getting soft.
0: That's what everybody's talking about now, as they should, because it's just kind of been simmering in the background. But now it's being brought to the forefront. China asks, why are the cuckoos all in black with the one white, Previously, it had been the other way around.
1: Ah, well, this is how we now differentiate now that they are the white queen, yeah. who is the leader of the group for that day.
0: You have that on memorization. I oh, knew I that, know what's up. I knew that part, but I did have to go and double check that they did have black they did. on four and white on one, and yes. now it's reversed. So yes. The white one is in charge for the day, and it seems like Phoebe is, and that's upsetting everyone else as they talk about
1: gene. I, love I that. do. I do also love that they're now going to use the word Quentin to replace the word vomit.
0: Does that still hold true at the end of this issue?
1: Well, we don't know.
0: I'm grow I, I don't love Quentin, but I'm growing to hate the cuckoos.
1: Aw, oh, yeah, I mean, I feel like they've got a little <laughs> an interesting issue where they only want to be involved in themselves and I think that that's a little awkward well
0: it's also very quentin you know yeah <laughs> but they have five different parts of it it's
1: a little culty
0: though sure absolutely it's it's 100 even more culty than krakoa
1: <laughs> now look at this amazing giant krakoa of cerebrics
0: yeah ben percy shared this page today on twitter and i love it it's just the combination, th- I feel like this means Cerebrax has eaten some of Krakoa at this point mm-hmm. and Black Tom. And and between those combinations is able to bring together an even larger version of itself.
1: It's bringing it together and it's eating them cuckoos or attempting to at least.
0: We need you. I need you.
1: You don't need anybody except for Omega Red, who's here to save your day. Taming that
0: wild steed, uploading <laughs> Sage's virus. This is a really great monologue from Quentin and speaks to him trying to find himself over time. And especially when being associated with the X-Men, just the way that he just felt like he was in other people's shadow Mm -hmm. and and knowing his full potential. The fact that is that why he's so cocky is because he knows he can do more.
1: Yes, maybe.
0: I'm not trying to defend him. I'm trying to understand him. I'm
1: just thinking it's interesting, right? Like you think about Iceman. For example, Iceman is an Omega level mutant who's finally starting to realize the full thrust of his power. Yep. And so it's really just a personality thing, right? And probably has to do with, you know, a lot of these past relationships that he's talking about and how that shifts his perspective to a more pretentious one. Sure. And it's just interesting to compare that to other mutants who are coming into their own as Omega level mutants and are not expressing themselves in that way
0: but that's always been his character you want to talk about saying that as part of his personality i mean it is his personality that's he's always been this i'm better than everyone else mm-hmm. i'm the guy
1: i'm the guy
0: and iceman for a good majority has always kind of doubted himself
1: mm-hmm. boom
0: or i yes it's
1: choom. it's choom And Uh,
0: Sage says, boom.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's true. And Cerebrax is taken down from
0: the inside,
1: from the inside. I like that. I'm not sure how realistically how it happened, but somehow the helmet expands. And now we're just left with this giant shell Cerebro helmet.
0: Yeah, you know, that's just part of... uh, He ate Forge, didn't he? So he's a technopath now.
1: True, true. But Quentin... Where'd he go? He's gone, gone.
0: Like, like, gone.
1: Like, he's gone. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say, Sage. No, he's gone.
0: He's not anywhere.
1: All of him. He's wiped from all the cerebral cradles. It's as if he were never there.
0: There's more. To me, to the world, I know it. I can feel it. I just haven't found it yet. Kid Omega. Well, that's, another, that's another heavy end I think, to a Krakoa book.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's not that, that I wasn't affected by the end of this book. I just wasn't affected in like a, oh no, Quentin. I was more in a, oh snap, you can somehow be completely erased from Cerebro. Right. So even though resurrection is a thing, there's a way somehow to be completely wiped without, you know, Charles doing it. Right. So you could disappear from Cerebro, and then what happens?
0: Well, then what happens is a hunting party in next issue with Deadpool and Omega Red on the cover.
1: Oh, thank goodness the team is building up.
0: We just lost someone. We need to add new members.
1: Two new members.
0: Big Picture, what'd you think?
1: I enjoyed it. I thought the... The story of Cerebrax was interesting enough that we got to see it grow and and have these really cool visuals of it growing and attacking, um, but it didn't feel like it dragged on for too long. I do want to know more of the details of where it came from and and how it exists and all of that. And so I'm hoping we get some of that in like the
0: debrief. You, you shove a sword in your chest and now you can travel through time.
1: You get Listen, it. Listen. You get it. I need more than that. It was a
0: solid issue. I think things are coming together. The big scary monster has been defeated, hopefully, and the sacrifice and an interesting wrinkle into Cerebro backups. What are they trying to do to us? Is this because people complained about the countless resurrections, the, the meaninglessness of death? I take it back. I don't want Gambit and Kid Omega to die. Yeah. Gambit more so. Or, or worse, someone from X-Men Red.
1: Right. We'll get to right. that eventually. Right. Yeah, I think, but I do think it's, it's not necessarily, maybe not necessarily because of someone complaining or complaining, but also from a storytelling perspective, when you as a writer don't have the ability to have death be a stake, it, you need, you need to create a way for it to come back or for there to be this other threat because that's what makes for an interesting story,
0: I guess, but I mean, that was the whole point of making death not a stake was to find other ways to compre- create a compelling story, like, to have stakes in other ways. And I, I feel like to undo it, yeah, sure, it's been three years, that's fine. Now, now we can die. There was the original, okay, other world—that's scary. What's that about? And now it seems like even more. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it also plays into the overarching conflict that's coming in judgment day, right? Like that's the whole reason why the Eternals are upset is because mutants have basically broken their biggest rule. Like they've they've one up to the their destiny. They they shouldn't be able to not die. So
0: that's just the greedy celestials being jerks. BMCG2 says, "Wait, is Kig Omega gone,
1: gone?" I mean, it seems like it, but I would also say not to get too far into other issues that we're going to talk about, but Magneto brings up the place that Wanda created and that anyone can be resurrected from there as long as they want to be. That's true. So maybe he'll be back.
0: And to resurrect yourself is a pretty Omega thing to do. Ask Legion.
1: That's true. And also I feel like we don't yet know the the depths of Cerebrax, so maybe... He's erased from the Cerebro unit, but maybe he's somewhere in the Cerebrax network.
0: Mm, maybe if that wasn't just destroyed.
1: Well, we don't know what happened. That's true. I mean, we an explosion.
0: We're basically answering a.m. Friedrich's question about how do we see Quentin coming back? I, I really like the the waiting room mm-hmm. idea. Blanchina China suggested it might have connection to the black hole that swallowed Rasputin, Zorn, and Omega Sentinel. Ugh. And I would agree just because I want Let's them back.
1: Let's go. Let's go. The,
0: the fact that they called Cerebrax a black hole in this mm-hmm. issue is that can't be. It's like saying we will have dominion. You know, right. you can't say these things. You can't and just then, throw that word around and not expect us to draw connections.
1: We've been waiting for years for those three to come back.
0: Blanchina was also wondering the connection between Cerebrax and that note in Lives of Wolverine about putting a Cerebro unit in a black hole, if that's where Cerebrax came from. And I don't think they ever did. That was just introduced as an idea.
1: Yeah, that would be something interesting to go back and, and look at. I mean, if you're going to have a black hole mentioned twice in reference to Cerebro, Cerebrax, like there's got to be some kind of connection.
0: Right, because it, it was about Daken. Mm -hmm. And and wanting to save his scan because he may have died because of Omega Red.
1: Mm. Yes, that's the one.
0: Onto the tooth.
1: (gasps) Onto the tooth. The Sabra tooth.
0: Such a cool cover. Yes. Playing off the powers that Creed has been flexing, his connection to the island. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Krakoa tooth. Say, broa. I like that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Page turn noise. The way
0: to right wrongs is to turn the light of truth upon them. Ida B. Wells.
1: Ida B. Wells.
0: Mm. Always some great quotes in this book. Mm. Hmm. And just great connections to history and,
1: and structures of society. Yes. Do you know who Ida B. Wells is? Yeah. Oh, well, in case everybody doesn't know who Ida B. Wells is, let's talk about her for a second. She's a civil rights leader and she's a, helped found a, the NAACP. Yep. Yes. She's pretty amazing. The Astral
0: Plane. I'm interested in Third Eye. Yeah. And, and this is some great character development. I hope he sticks around after this miniseries.
1: Yeah, me too. I hope all these mutants stick around and we get to keep learning about them. Yeah, maybe not in the spotlight
0: for all of them. I do like the fact that I think you had suggested that last episode or last week is could one of these members be on the X-Men?
1: Yeah, that would be crazy cool. And would
0: they even want to defend this nation that is doing these things to them as we find right. throughout this book?
1: Right, right. How are they feeling exactly?
0: But we're getting some of Third Eye's backstory, his his strength on the astral plane from his father, holding on to their consciousness on the astral plane, keeping them alive.
1: Right, which is is really important because it, as the issue ended, the last issue ended, they were all being engulfed in flame.
0: Melted, just going off. Well, let's place it in time.
1: Yeah, why not let you know that this is happening at the same time of lives and deaths?
0: Cool nod to the genes power. <laughs> Who's sneaking up on me?
1: Mm-hmm. And I like his face as he gets caught. they are like, ooh, uh-oh.
0: No, not missing with her anymore.
1: You don't see me. I'm not here. Boop, I'm gone. And just like that, it's a title page. The Devil's Playground.
0: There and back again. Written by Victor Laval. Art by Leonard Kirk. Inks by Craig Young. Colors by Rain Barretto. Letters by Corey Petit.
1: Feces, Corey Petit.
0: Hey, let's catch up with Bling and Shark Girl. Just hope and belief. Keep on searching because I saw them.
1: I, I do like this. I do like this sort of gossipy. Yeah,
0: whisper campaign.
1: Whispers, catching fire, if you will, sure. moment of, no, I saw them. And then, and then this other conversation, no, I believe you if you saw them.
0: And I wonder if these duos will combine, will connect in some way and, and share what they've seen. It has to be the next step.
1: Yeah. People be talking about mysterious elemental versions of their friends just appearing on the island
0: and they're talking about the strange changes they've gone through in their lives being crucified and being turned into a baby
1: it is an interesting moment too because you think about a lot of these characters you know like when we went uh when we were on the gray malkin lane trial of the blob you know, we, we talked a lot about everything that he had been through up until this point to where he is now and how he is a very changed individual. Yeah. You know, like now he sits behind a bar and listens to people's woes. And, and most of his continuity, he was not a great guy.
0: Sure, yeah. Well, I think that that started to turn with was that age of X-Men. Yeah. And then now you're seeing him be that, that person for people to believe in skin and to... To even to know there's a change and an uncertainty in the island, a potential power vacuum.
1: I do think it's interesting, and I don't know if I, if I like it or if I feel like it's a little much. That like all of the titles seem to be teeter tottering on this: is Krakoa stable? Is this good? Have we gotten too comfortable? something's not quite right you Mm. know like I feel like all of them have this air of something bad is about to happen
0: which I just you know it's a little heavy-handed when you read everything and you compare them to each other but also at the same time I don't think it's the focus of the books right yeah it's it's a detail that's brewing in the background and it's laying the foundation for this to not be a surprise to anyone basically
1: right if you're only reading one title just get Get it in your heads now that something bad's coming.
0: There's a potential power vacuum, and we need a brotherhood. Oh, that Sabre. He's an old pro. He's the hardest to hold on to, and has buried himself deeper into his own mind.
1: Why is he so upset about this little yellow bird?
0: I don't know. Maybe this is his pet as a child? Is I don't know. He's, He's deeper into so his memories. He's so upset
1: about it. I've never seen so much anguish in Sabretooth's face.
0: yeah. And, and to have that manifest into his bond with Krakoa, this
1: mm-hmm. is starting to get
0: scary, just how intertwined they've become and what that means for the island. Yeah. Is that part of the power vacuum or the, the instability?
1: Right, because we were talking about this idea, right, that Krakoa has to feed off of something. And, sure. you know, Krakoa of the past, when you think about Deadly Genesis, how all of those mutants that were lost the first time they went to Krakoa were basically like strung up inside Krakoa in a very similar to the pit way. So the way that Sabretooth has been connected to Krakoa, but also the way that Krakoa has been connected to Sabretooth is an interesting symbiosis, dynamic. Yeah,
0: especially a character that has a healing factor. Right. And so is able to survive and not be consumed by Krakoa. Justice for Sabretooth is really all Mole wants to talk about.
1: Yep. And he makes a really good point. He makes several of them, yeah. He's like basically laying it out there that Sabretooth was punished for a crime that wasn't a crime when he did it. Yeah,
0: he was done dirty.
1: And it was basically just a way for them to test out their new jail system and put a guy that they don't like away.
0: Right, yeah. And it's so interesting that Mole is the person doing this, someone who was almost murdered by Sabretooth years and years ago. Magma's gifts are the key. Likely something similar to what Melter was trying to do, but a much easier route if you consider the difference of her abilities. So she's able to tap into the volcanic potential of areas and bring it up. So she doesn't... Where Melter was trying to go from the top down, she could go from underneath.
1: From the depth.
0: Join the Feral Council.
1: I think this is really interesting because I never thought about it up until now, right? Like... This version, this is Sabretooth looking at all the parts of himself. Right. Because all these parts of him make up this feral council, but he is the full, like he's the,
0: the combination
1: combination of all these parts.
0: And the fact that he has retreated deeper into his mind because of this experience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, and, and how this then changes the beast, right? So the beast is growing wilder now that someone is there to bring that self, mm-hmm. that part of him. We've got support on the outside. There's a plan. The layers of this are a little confusing. So they've manifested new bodies within the consciousness of Sabertooth or their physical bodies within Krakoa have healed enough to rejoin the group in the mental space.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: I'm I'm into it. I just don't fully understand it.
1: At first I was like, wait a minute. Did he astral project them straight out of the pit and this is them being in their actual bodies and then i was like oh nope nope that's not what happened
0: or did they go deeper into Sabretooth's mind as well
1: i think it's that one right. and i do think it's interesting and cool that melter has this new upgrade upgrade this new level to his power and his physicality
0: right i mean that he looks a lot more like maybe sunspot or magma and the ways that their powers affect their physical forms yeah i wonder if he can turn it off
1: at this moment, it doesn't seem like he can. Right,
0: as he's dripping lava on the dock.
1: But he likes it because he says, righteous. It's pretty cool. Yeah, super cool. I like that there's a little saber-tooth claw on the door of this.
0: It's his family crest. Cabin. You know, it's just, he's in complete control. His hospitality is on point. Inviting them in, the threat and, and recognition of his goal, the fact that, hey, we're, we're doing this. We're, we're together. Mm-hmm. Take, eat, this is... Don't you dare.
1: Ay, ay, ay.
0: Do you know what a doubting Thomas is?
1: I've heard it before. So
0: it's someone that needs to to see to believe, essentially. Someone that does not have faith in the God that is saber-tooth of this world, as oh. he's trying to say.
1: Oh. Take, eat,
0: this is my body. Share for you and for many. For, you know, do this for the members of me. Yeah, know. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where you're going with that. Let's talk about, you know, parents. They
0: think have some wild effects on their children
1: that is true
0: and to see it happen in all of these people and to see the connection that they share because of it Sabretooth feeling trapped in this house that he grew up in third eyes inherited direction from his father almost a, a curse of sorts oya's family trauma that what happened when she first manifested her powers necro's impact on her parents and, and how it split the family apart
1: it always goes back to the parents.
0: You know, they're why we're all so crazy. And then here, here's where it really starts to turn. Yes. You know, we're we're reflecting on the reasons why we came to Krakoa, the promise of Krakoa. What, what Xavier said to everyone in that first message.
1: And I thought, well, there's, first of all, there's so many interesting things in this data page. You know, this idea of, we we were breaking down as the issues went on, breaking down what exactly was the crime that what each of them committed done? and this perspective of that the crime wasn't so much a crime as it was of stepping out of the place that the certain people in charge of Krakoa saw for you to be in.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: that is interesting because it's this idea that You know, we're saying Krakoa is a safe, free place for all, but only if you stay within the box in which we intend for you to stay. Only
0: if you live in the way that we have designed and make sure we retain the power. And is that the uprising? Is that, you know, the secrets coming out to the full people? And I think that that, you know, even resurrection becoming widely known, even Moira's secrets potentially becoming widely known. Is that what causes such great instability?
1: But then there's something else in this data page we need to talk about. Danger. Oh, yeah. Because danger seems like you don't just plan to have danger as a prominent character in another book and then just throw her name out there willy-nilly in something else.
0: Especially with the multiple references to Lives and Deaths of Wolverine.
1: Right. And this idea that tiny danger is a child. Is Tiny Danger some pri- some product of these two Madison Jeffries and Danger together?
0: Yeah, interesting connection. I wonder if we'll see that play out in the next and potentially final issue of that arc of Wolverine.
1: All I know is it seems way too important of a connection for it to just be brushed aside. So I hope it is not.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do want to point out on the the last page before the response from the council and how they're saying it's just the same as humans. They're forcing their power. They're forcing the structures of the society that they've built, how the rules don't work for everyone. They just primarily work for those in charge, those who have power.
1: Oh, God.
0: Which it just layers on another metaphor for American society.
1: It's just... A little too relevant for my taste right now.
0: Sure. Well, you know what will make you happy and forget all about it? at least for a moment, is Doug and Warlock Briefcase.
1: Ah, Warlock Briefcase.
0: You should have stood up for us back then. You didn't agree with it and you stayed silent, which, again, is another thing. Silence is violence. This idea of just Mm -hmm. being a bystander as someone else is going through something that is unjust.
1: Yeah, I mean, regardless of whether or not you are enjoying the story of Sabretooth, the messages in this book are so important. Yeah, they're so deep. They're so important. It's... It really makes you take a look, you know, take a step back and look at what's happening here to Sabretooth and how that's reflecting what is happening in the world and what your role is in it. Right. Like as an individual, who are you in this book and how does that make you feel? Yeah. Are you a Doug? Are you a Sabretooth? Are you a member of the council? The Feral Council? Yeah. (laughs) Which council are you a member of? I don't know. It's just really interesting. And I think the writer is doing a really good job of presenting those views and, and those arguments and but not being aggressive or forceful with it.
0: No, it's basically presenting the information and letting you have interpretations, letting you make those connections yes. between society at large and what's happening in Krakoa.
1: Yes. And nothing is cuter than a briefcase with eyeballs. Yes.
0: But people are talking. The word is spreading, and they're going to keep on digging for the truth, digging into the bowels of Krakoa.
1: And on that note,
0: let's continue with the God metaphor.
1: And just, Dougie, Doug, Dugs, you let him out.
0: Yeah, um, that is intense. He, that
1: is a wah wah we wah moment. He is risen. He just, he just came right out of the ground, and Krakoa's just looking with his little hmm i'm Krikoa. i'm gonna watch you come out of the earth
0: yeah i mean
1: i'm cool with this
0: (laughs) we have a deeper i have a deeper connection with saber tooth than i've had with doug or solemn
1: oh man i don't know what this is gonna mean for the future and the final issue right we only have one more
0: one more Arise. arise which also comes next week
1: oh whoa look at that look at that intensely Crazed look on Sabertooth's face in that preview image. Oh yeah, he's like giddily enraged.
0: Yeah, big picture. What'd you think?
1: I really like this story a lot. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, and I think it's also really important because it's a it it poses some viewpoints that I think a lot of people feel about. Krakoa and the council and the liberties that they take, and so it's nice to have a story that's really focusing on how the workings of Krakoa are affecting the the mutants who maybe are not quote unquote as important to what the overarching Krakoan storyline is. Right? right? Like the this isn't about people. yeah. This isn't about Orcus. This isn't about. Uh, Moira, this isn't about any of that. This is about the mutants that live day to day on Krakoa and how the war that mutants are always at, right? That idea is affecting these people who are just trying to live their lives,
0: yeah, who aren't really allowed to because they don't know the full truth. If maybe they knew what's coming they would understand why they needed to do these things or why the council is acting in this way, but they're not.
1: And it's just a really interesting kind of glance at, oh, you know, you, we're presenting to you all that Krakoa is this really wonderful, magical place, but the people who are living there and maybe are not always feeling that way.
0: Sure. Yeah, I thought this delivered on a lot of the fronts from the previous issue. I feel like this is my favorite of the four Mm -hmm. because it just takes everything and combines it the psychology of the punishment of Sabretooth, the expansion of character information for everyone else in the pit the shift in perspective on who the bad guy is in this story yeah right it just I really enjoyed it it's a much deeper comic than most others in what it's saying about power and who makes the rules.
1: Yeah. It just gets better and better with every issue. I'm really excited. I am both excited and saddened by the idea that there is just one more issue because I'm ready for, you know, the culmination of the story. But I am starting to really enjoy the, the characters and, and the storyline, and it's then it's going to be over.
0: Which I am still, I will remind you, Victor Laval, this is the last of this arc. But oh, right, he is, there's three. There's three stories that he will write, three. I
1: always forget that.
0: Which, not necessarily connected through character lineup or theme, but to have that same writer return,
1: mm-hmm.
0: knowing how much we're enjoying the way that they're building this story, is really exciting.
1: Yes, yes.
0: The Pikaku's starting us off wondering who will Creed hunt down first.
1: Ooh. Charles
0: Xavier. Yeah, I know. He's he's gunning to kill Charles Xavier. I don't Charles. know if that's the first person that he's going to kill because there's going to be people in his way and he's just going to go. I mean, I, I may have seen some preview art that came out today. <laughs>
1: you may have seen something to know. With, with just
0: bodies littered the floor. Ooh. And he runs into uh, uh, some some ladies.
1: Some ladies? Some
0: murder ladies.
1: Some murder ladies. Ooh, I love murder ladies.
0: Warlion Comics is calling out the injustices for Third Eye. Some people decided to not be careful while having sex, and Third Eye is the one who got punished. He basically was like an abstinence campaign. You know, he, he wanted people to, if, if you're not going to take care of the baby, just wear a condom. Mm-hmm. And why is Third Eye... The one who gets punished because he advocated for responsibility. He basically pointed out, hey, we don't need more graden Creed's. So stop doing that. Yeah. What?
1: I don't fully understand what it was that he was in the in the data page. I didn't fully understand what Third Eye did wrong. Like I didn't.
0: So Third Eye violated the make more mutants rule because he was telling people if you can't take care of a child, don't make mutants. So he was basically saying abstain from either having sex or wear basically have responsible sex Mm -hmm. and stop filling up the bower with unattended children. And for that, he was thrown in the pit.
1: Ridiculous.
0: Right. You know, it's just, it calls attention to all five of them and how they should not be there. They should not be being punished. All six of them, honestly, if we're thinking about Sabretooth, make another shirt. Third Eye was right. Are you all right? No. What's wrong?
1: Because it's basically it's basically like exactly what's happening right now. It's 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 not about making mutants to take care of mutants, it's about making mutants so that you can become the most prevalent thing. And that's exactly what's happening right now. That's exactly what this whole thing is about. And it makes me think about the comic in a different way. Because when you first think about the the idea of make more mutants, like you think about that as them wanting to further their species. But when you see it now in this other perspective, it feels really wrong and it feels
0: court ordered ma- amassing power, essentially Or Yeah. It's numbers. like,
1: it's one thing to say, make, you know, make more mutants. Like let's thrive as an, as a nation, but it's another thing to punish someone who's trying to say make them responsibly and make them so you can take care of them and and don't just abandon them once they're made just for the sake of them existing and I just I don't I don't think I got that as much when I was reading the comic and it's just something that's really personally affecting me right now it's just it's just interesting to see it in that way in this instance what else do people have to say?
0: <laughs> Let's take a shift. Blanchina is wondering if Krakoa is feeding off of those in the pit. Part of his need of power for the greater good, you know, is that a, a sacrifice to justify? We were talking about it earlier. Michael Blanchina is is wondering if is he thinking like those villains who think that they're the heroes?
1: Mm. It's interesting. I mean, it is. You know, we, we've talked about that before, this idea that like, does anybody really need to be in the pit? Or does the council know that Krakoa needs more than they're getting from this like surface level tiny, skimming that they're doing? But at bits. the same point, there are so many mutants that, there's, that Krakoa is skimming off of. Seems like they wouldn't need this direct source of of power or energy, but maybe Krakoa does need that. And maybe that's why the pit well, exists. And maybe that's why they find excuses to put people in there.
0: I don't know that that's why the pit exists. I feel like the pit exists because it's a poorly thought out criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. And there might be some unintentional benefit to Krakoa to have these mutants trapped in them in the same way that they have had historically with other mutants. Right. So I don't think that they, the council thought Okay, we're gonna we're gonna create this punishment for people that will also grow the island's strength and power.
1: Mm-hmm. But maybe Krakoa is still siphoning off. Of I
0: think them. so. Yeah, I think that that's definitely happening.
1: I would I would think he would be as well.
0: Blanchana also made that connection that we were talking about between Jeffrey's in danger and named their child minimal risk. <laughs> <laughs> <which> was like, <laughs>
1: "Oh, let's go!" Yeah, and I love that.
0: We're all here for Baby Blob with a mustache. <laughs> 100%. Baby
1: blob with a mustache.
0: Kid Wolf, PJ is curious about Melter's motivation change from trying to stop Creed to getting a new look and joining the cause.
1: Well, I think that's that's what he's been looking for this whole time. That's how he ended higher up purpose. in the pit. Yeah, right. was was higher purpose and also a sense of belonging. Like right. Even though he was on Krakoa, he didn't feel like he was actually part of that and he he was searching for a way that he could be more involved and find out more about what was going on and that's what got himself in trouble so now he's done this thing that has caused a problem but instead of people running away from him or leaving him to suffer with this problem that he's created these other mutants have banded together and they essentially like third eye essentially saved him and then now he's leveled up and so He's like seeing himself in a new light. He has this new perspective of how he fits into Krakoa.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, especially you read the original motivation being one of wanting to work with the council. He, he just wanted to be a part of something more. Right. I think he saw that his goals were not right initially. That no, he doesn't want to be a part of that council because that council isn't working for the best of the people. They're working on a different plan. They're working against a different challenge. On to X-Men Red, our final issue, our highest rated issue, our our talk of the week. Yes. Let's talk about that cover.
1: Ooh, that cover.
0: Simple yet beautiful. It's you know, it's very connected to the story.
1: It is, but it also gives me like a little bit more aggression than I think I need in that moment from this particular resurrection. Really? Yeah.
0: Just because his face?
1: Yeah, like he looks real angry. Like he's he's crawling out of there for revenge.
0: I mean, maybe he is, but also when he's crawling out, he has no memory. Right. And he's just like, ah, goo.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the cover is beautiful regardless. When,
0: when babies are born, they're screaming, right? <laughs> they're angry.
1: <laughs> That's true. Confused. And I do love, do you see this? Oh,
0: yeah. Rock slide. Wrong slide. I'm sorry, his
1: name is Wrong Slide.
0: The mechanics and potential uncertainty of resurrection.
1: We mm-hmm. are talking all
0: about it. I love this issue.
1: All right, then let's get into it. Page turn noise.
0: First day on the job, Magneto. Talking about loss and death. The meaning of death. It just it's so you know, we're talking about all the headiness of Sabretooth and the big themes. This is hitting the nail on the head with all these conversations about resurrection, life.
1: Yeah. Well, we're getting our title page nice and early, folks. Because I could not stop for death.
0: Three short stories about death. Written by Al Ewing. And also to point out, these art credits are actually off in the printed copy. Three artists have stepped in for Stefano Coselli, who is actually credited in the printed oh. copy. But the three artists on this issue are Juan Cabal, who is... The series artist for Black Panther and likely mm. is the one who does the Storm and T'Challa pages. Excellent. Andres Genolette and Michael St. Maria.
1: Oh. Colors wow.
0: by Frederico Bli and letters and production by Ariana Maher.
1: VCS Ariana Maher.
0: Onto the best data page. Oh. The Great Ring and the Risk of Death. Just so many different elements of. The ways of life and how each society sees it. Mm -hmm. What Krokoan culture means for the Great Ring and how we've asked these questions before. We're not afraid of a life that ends. They're not. Who is questioning whether or not Krokoans deserve their seat? Especially Storm, who has not died and has fought countless times to protect her spot in the Broken Land.
1: Well, I do think there's a little bit of a understandable feeling of the people who are on this council going, Okay, now two of us are Kracoan. Sure. They're getting usurped, and, right? Yeah. And they're like, what's going on here exactly?
0: And and the larger question of if they were to die and then come back Right. How because, does that work?
1: Because they say straight up in this data page, if you die you lose your seat.
0: Right. But you could fight back for it. Right. Which is okay, is that legal or
1: Yeah it's did you do you
0: get to watch the fight before you go back in?
1: Well, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Cause we solved the problem at
1: the end of the issue. Ooh. Iska. I do love this, you know, moment where what is the eyeball's name? Aura. Right. Where Aura says if Roberto saying a few words is really what ruined everything, he like, I don't think that really had anything to do with Magneto winning, like, calm down, Iska, no crime. And if it cats.
0: did, then you might be the problem and not Roberto saying right. that. Right. Which, I mean, that was a lot of question around the last issue is how does this work? How do Iska's powers work? Because they're still not cleanly defined. Right. The limits to them.
1: And as we discussed, I think Magneto was planning on crushing Tarn Skull with his helmet, regardless, regardless of what Roberto said. He came
0: in with that plan. Resurrection. The number of times we're talking about the meaning of death, not just in this issue, but this week and last and just the conversations about
1: mm, that's that what I'm bigger saying it's, it's, it's making its way into all the titles.
0: Which I, I don't think that's a bad thing. That's the big focal point. I I did think it was weird that Jean was working in the Arba Magna, but we do get some reasoning for that later on.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Back to the Great Ring.
1: This little floating Cerebro ball is quite funny to me. I love it. I I think it's so silly. I think it's so cute.
0: Lotus Logos, with the question that's on everyone's mind, what happens when some on the council are challenged in the circle? Can Iska actually be defeated in battle? Right. Could she lose a battle in the circle because she's always... Destined to win.
1: Well, I think that's kind of her whole thing. And also, how is it okay for her to be holding a seat?
0: Right, 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 right. She's just
1: gotten like saving seats for people. I don't think that's allowed nope. over here, Iska.
0: But also, yes, let's have them come back, please. Because <laughs> I don't want, I don't want Orocco to go there.
1: Right. But Storm's not here because there's urgent business. Elsewhere. Which ties into Marauders, which is interesting.
0: Potentially spoils Marauders, too.
1: And confirmation that she's in fact dead.
0: On that next data page, we hear who's at this meeting. Our Shi'ar diplomatic meeting. An even larger council with bigger priorities. Orbis Stellaris, the one to watch. Mm Mm-hmm. The person that wanted Xandra dead in the first place. Or at least was working for someone that wanted her dead.
1: Which is why they're not really interested in this idea of resurrecting her. Why bother going through that whole process when she's already dead?
0: Right. But these tensions, this has been a great story between T'Challa and Storm. I'm glad that I've been reading Black Panther because there's even more development of their relationship and how confusing it is there for them and just as they try to navigate this but this woven point of... Gentle and the secret sleeper agents.
1: Oh, when she was like, Oh, I'm sorry, Gentle didn't tell you. I was like, Oh, burn, get it, Still, Your sleeper
0: agents didn't tell you the seeds for some underlying allegiance to Krakoa. We had questioned how is Gentle on the potential vote to be on the Mm -hmm. X Men if he is a traitor? Well, he did not trade out entirely. Right. Playing games with each other continuously. Hey, Xandra's dead. Confirmation of where we ended. The last issue of Marauders.
1: I got to say, like, so as we get further in the issue, it makes me go back and look at this panel of like when I first read this. Right. You read like the people's reactions. Right. What? Nova just looks down. No, I had not heard. But then you go back and you reread this as Storm already knows. And now it's like she's like, no, no, no,
0: uh, no, no, No. No, uh,
1: which is quite funny to me
0: a wave of psionic energy, we have to avoid intergalactic war by shoring up our allies before this whole thing goes public because it's going to be a big war. And I wonder if this is part of the grander destruction that Destiny sees even beyond Judgment Day.
1: Honestly, where my brain went when I was reading these pages was like, it's a good thing that Vulcan is not around right now because I feel like if he found out she was dead, he would be like, yeah, that's my spot then. Yeah. It's mine. Give it to me.
0: I, the fact that T'Challa is the one that suggests resurrection from the mutants, can Kurkoa bring her back? I think is great, especially after the conversation that they just had. Mm hmm. We got our death debrief. Xavier's resting after a long day, which mm. I love this seed retrospectively at the end. Yes. And you need to talk to Aurora because she doesn't know. About the exchange between you and Iska and what happened. (laughs) Seems like he also doesn't have the knowledge of that conversation. He's
1: like, yeah, the last backup I had was before all this went down. So what happened to me?
0: It's such an interesting development in... We'll call him wrong slide now before we find out why. Mm. But the way that he's been spending his time and how the five feel about him. It's just so interesting. It's so cool.
1: I've been really interested in him because he's kind of been like in the In the background and... I've been interested to see where what's going on inside his head, so I right. really enjoyed getting to dive into that.
0: And I feel like that's been a back burner m- point, and the only time we've really seen it, we saw him in X Factor after he immediately got resurrected. Mm-hmm. We saw him recently in Legion of X because yep. people were spray painting graffiti on him. Yep. But this is the the most that he's had in terms of actual development. Hey, surprise, surprise! Orbis objects what do you mean reversing one death no she stays dead i wanted her dead or at least i was hired to kill her interesting that the kin crimson got to her first mm-hmm. and, and if there are any further connections right. or did they right I, I do love the interconnectedness of the books you know yeah. we're talking about themes but there's also details that connect from one to the other along the full tapestry of books in the Krakoan era.
1: Yeah. And it's sprinkled in just enough that it's like, okay, in this book we're giving you this information that this happened... But, so if you're not reading Marauders, now you know. But if you are reading Marauders, like for me, this made me get really excited because it made me feel like Marauders was more relevant and more important than it has been feeling. Like it's been feeling very separated. Sure. And so I was like, ooh, okay, we're back in it.
0: Back in the big story. It's, it's funny. Someone pointed out online about how how is Kate at the council meetings. She can't yeah. go through gates. She's in space. <laughs> and then... Curls brought up the point on the timeline at the back. Marauders was supposed to come out before this issue. Oh. So is this spoiling the reveal that will then take place in Marauders?
1: Oh, interesting. I mean, even though we talked about it in the last issue and you were unsure if that blow killed her, I felt pretty confident that a laser through your torso takes you down.
0: If I don't see you die, you didn't die.
1: So I don't know.
0: You can't just have an immortal dictator, which is a great point, especially if it's kept secret. That she was resurrected. Think about the effect that that would have. That Krakoa brought back Xandra. She died. That would create the same unrest that they're trying to avoid.
1: Yeah. That's
0: true. Just let there be war. It's the lesser of two evils. Let's
1: just do it. Back to Arako.
0: This vote. Magneto. This isn't about Krakoa. You saw the data page. Y'all been doing this all along. This is about should those who have removed themselves from death's reach rule those who have not?
1: Which is a, It's it's an interesting point.
0: Yeah. I got this little ball. Just so you know. It's, it's got my memories in it. It's from our um what? Omega Technopath. And that's a capital O Omega. He is not on that list. He's actually the example as to why he would not be an Omega level mutant. Oh, because of the upper limits. No, no conceivable upper limit of his power
1: interesting i just
0: love iska like backups what does that mean and it's it's interesting too that we bring up this ongoing debate of a soul versus a backup of memories and what right. is the difference or is it actually making a, a replica of the person
1: right right like where and when like, what is your soul? Because if you're constantly backing up your memories, is that taking a piece of your soul every time it's backed up? Or how does that, how does that connect? That's a really interesting point.
0: Right. I mean, these are the questions that Nightcrawler was asking in issue 7 of X-Men
1: that mm-hmm.
0: never got answered in Way of X or <laughs> Legion of X. But yeah, we we're cops still, now.
1: We don't have to talk about the answer. We'll just carry on with our mystery solving. Sure.
0: And philosophize.
1: Ooh, my favorite page of the issue is this one. Really? It's so beautiful. I love the colors. And I love the... Just the pure... The purity of Wrong Slide. Yeah. And he is... It's really... I mean, as we get into this conversation that the two of them are having, it's just such an interesting fresh perspective on what it is to be alive and what it is to experience things for the first time and for the only time sure and like you're seeing that in him experience or like to not take things for granted right like he's experiencing this sunset he's really just standing there and watching it he's really looking at this rock before he throws it into the water he has this this perspective of valuing life so much more because he knows how he was given his life and that it was never really intended to be his life
0: yeah and the impacts that that's having on other people and how he's just this constant reminder yeah such a well-reasoned explanation for what he wants for himself the feelings that his presence has on everybody and how that makes him feel the sound that only means me Wrong slide. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. You know, what's the sound that only means you? I love the choice of preferring Roberto over over Sunspot. Mm. The way people value their mutant names versus their human given names.
1: And I like how wrong slide goes, Roberto.
0: Because he's still figuring out language Mm -hmm. to some degree. The impact with which was previously completely unexplored that Santo has had Mm -hmm. on people and now especially wrong slide. Speaking of resurrection, speaking of death, <laughs> Nova Force brought them back and Annihilation War took them away. This balance between the forces of the universe, the fact that death shall not be ignored, something will come for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting to think about what will come for the mutants. Is that Judgment Day? Is that yes. what's. I don't know. I think, is that the Celestials? Because uh, they are kind of like the gods of the Marvel Universe in a sense. Mm hmm. Or is that more, you know, you think about death, the the character death versus, you know, the phoenix, which is often think, thought of as life and rebirth.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: Even that issue of Inferno with the phoenix blade and having death on their side. and Yeah. It's just a lot of connection points to the ideas that are going on.
1: And then Storm drops that bomb. I already did it.
0: Yeah, I did it. Why are we even here? Why are we at this meeting? It's done. She's alive. She's eating cupcakes on Krakoa
1: <laughs> with her dad. Sorry, not sorry. But if you think that psychic blast was meant for you, you wrong. No, I was trying to contact my
0: father clone source figure.
1: And he got an 11 bloody nose.
0: Yeah, right. Breaking out his world's okayest dad mug for the day as he...
1: <laughs> world's okayest
0: dad. <laughs> needs to do something about Xandra through this psychic wave. Xavier came to be a father today
1: just for a little bit
0: go away legion this isn't about you storm is just mic drop big energy mutant kind does not need your permission to live or to thrive understand that and perhaps our miracles will surprise you less
1: Ooh. i said good day i said good day sir you just i'm out
0: i'm out mic- I got
1: things to do
0: you coming along nova you trying to back up
1: you wanna see what's up on Krakoa? On Araco. Oh, that's right.
0: The diplomatic zone, a focal point potentially for what's to come.
1: Which is interesting because, you know, Storm's inviting Nova, Roberto's inviting wrong slide. Everybody's going to Aracco.
0: I mean, that is this grand meeting place for the governments of the galaxies, right? That's that's the intention of the diplomatic ring. Mm-hmm. The diplomatic zone. I just feel like it's more that this is setting up more than Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Especially this point, this what's to come at the Great Ring. So let's go on vacation on Orocco.
1: I love, I, why do I love Wrongside's little face so much?
0: It's, yes, it's, it's, it's life. It's very different from Rock Slide's face, mm. just visually. And I don't think that that's only this artist, because I remember in X Factor when he was originally resurrected. He looked different.
1: Yeah. He's a whole new being now.
0: And it's such an interesting perspective. I love this book so much. It's big thinking philosophy that the Krakoan era has played with here and there. But this is actually asking questions of the world that's built around them. Santo's lesson that death can be denied, postponed, gamed, but not avoided. Eventually, it comes for everyone. That's life. He's so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's that's life. life. That's what I'm
1: saying.
0: You get it. I don't want your backups. Back up with that trash.
1: Jiminy Crickets.
0: Magneto. Oh, at the moment. Neither do I.
1: And neither does Storm. Just so you know, we're a race. We're
0: on the same page in this. I represent both of us at this meeting.
1: No, Iska.
0: What would I become with endless time? I fear it, Iska. I fear it. I do not fear. A life that ends. Those eyes. Those eyes give me X-Men number one from 1963 vibes.
1: Okay, but here's something I got to say. The other day when we were doing our Patreon episode and I was trying to do like some little on the sly research that didn't really pan out. I asked you what season of the council Sinister was on. Winter. And you said winter.
0: I fear winter.
1: And Magneto fears winter. And he was on the autumn council. Uh, branch of the council, was he not?
0: I believe so, yes.
1: So, what do you know, Magneto?
0: A war is coming. It's crazy. Let's close it out with Wrong Slide's retirement plan. This circle of life. It's so beautiful.
1: I love that. I, I, I actually love him saying, when I'm ready to die, I'm just going to go to other worlds so that it can be... Someone else. A real, you know, I can die, and then another version... Of this being can exist.
0: Yeah. It's just really nice. Hey, do you want to go to Araco? Have you ever been there?
1: You guys want to go hang out there?
0: You think this pond is cool. You think Skipping Rocks is cool. You should check out Space. Space Space is dope.
1: And another really beautiful page at the end. I really like the art for this story, especially.
0: And I think it does a really great job. So I'd imagine that each artist does each story. Right. Right. So these three different stories about death... One artist is taking... Each story. Each story. Which I just feel like it gives it its own character. But at the same time, they don't distract from each other. Right. I, I'm not like, oh my God, what's going on with this art? Right. War.
1: Oh, goodness.
0: That's a Judgment Day cover.
1: Is that the Cable one? Yep. Which is confusing because this technically already happened to Cable.
0: <laughs> sure. And maybe we find out the reasons why. and Maybe and where
1: those little robot dudes came from
0: sure yeah 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 is that the war that's gonna break out
1: with, mm. with brand and yeah brand you weren't in this issue so what have you been up to this week yeah conniving little butt face
0: planning my next move big picture what'd you think i
1: love it i love x-men red i uh, love
0: it everybody does it's so good and, and it makes me every time never release x-men red and immortal x-men in the same week no. because i don't know what i would do I don't know which cover I would put first in the post. Because every time I read the other book, I'm like, no, this is the best book.
1: I actually want them to do that because I want to kind of see your brain explode and have to choose which one gets the number one spot. Uh,
0: Honestly, this came up last night in my improv class. (laughs) Stefan called me out. You can't have multiple favorites. You can only just have one favorite.
1: favorite.
0: Favorite. What is your favorite pastime? I'm like, well, I like doing a lot of things.
1: Yeah, but which one is the best?
0: Reading comics. I don't think I could say I loved it anymore. I I said it so many times throughout, and it's just so freaking good. The thematic structure of it, the fact that we had no fighting in this superhero comic, and yet so much happened, so much good story happened.
1: No fighting, but plenty of sass.
0: Sure. The philosophical debates, the big questions, maybe not being answered, but at least finding some progress. The connections between this and other books. Mm. This feels... Like it's connected in a way that before it never did.
1: Yeah, it's starting to like really weave everything together.
0: I loved it so much. I, I missed Stefano Caselli's art, but this team was solid. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. And and just the fact that the regular artist on Black Panther did the pages of him and, and Storm just means they're deepening that connection between the creative teams and that Black Panther is intentionally in concert with what's happening. With X-Men. Spider-Man is intentionally in concert with what's happening in X-Men. Avengers and internals are intentionally. You get it.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: But it's just cool that that's expanding further. I've said it months ago that what the X-Men are doing is where the Marvel Universe is going. Mm -hmm. Or at least that theme. This idea of collecting worlds and power. And Doom's getting a planet. You know, he obviously is getting his own planet.
1: He obviously needs one
0: probably he, he got his own island, you know? Yeah,
1: step one, phase one.
0: Emerald Comics reviews with the chant of the summer, all caps, more X-Men Red, please.
1: Let's get it.
0: BMCG2 wants all the comics to come out as quickly as X-Men Red.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, we that would had, be great. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's that's one of the things that I love about Krakoa is that I I feel like I have new issues of the story every week, especially if it's going to be this connected. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I, I don't need to worry about But this was amazing to have such a quick follow up after such an amazing issue. Yes. LV Duart wonders if the Krakowans are making an enemy out of Iska. What if Brand were to use that to her benefit? What if that's her next play?
1: Mm, I don't think Iska would like the fact that Iska got so was so aware and got so upset at the way that. Roberto even tried to manipulate her, I think she would see Brand coming from a mile away and she would shoot that down.
0: Sure, but I don't think that Brand is going to try to manipulate her. I think she's just trying to appeal to what Iska wants because what Iska wants is to go back to war, to go back to Amenth, to go back to other worlds, essentially. Right? They don't want to be in Earth, yeah, in in the soul system. And, and to how to I use just, that to...
1: I just feel, I just don't see, even though... Brand would be appealing to what Iska wants, she'd still be puppeting her in some way. And I just don't see Iska allowing anyone to coerce her decision making in any way.
0: Sure. But in the same way that Brand tried to do it with Storm, it's going to blow up in her face. Right. Here for it, I would like to see it. And it feels like a next logical step. You know, the fact that Iska is showing her displeasure with how things are coming into their business and what's happening further China wants to see a meetup with Iska Mystique and Destiny
1: oh goodness
0: yeah absolutely I don't know what that would look like what but are
1: they talking about
0: just the death to everyone else <laughs> he also loves this Magneto and Storm energy to say YOLO and cement <laughs> their position on the Great Ring like, oh, yeah, you you have a problem with the fact that we can come back? Well, we can't.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also just, it's one thing if they were to say, like before Storm was saying, I'm not interested in resurrection, right? She said that, but to have No backup. This, yeah, like I've erased my backup, so I'm not playing here. And even Magneto bringing up, you know, we have the waiting room. Like I'm just letting you all know. There is a way that we could come back, but I'm telling you we don't want to, so yeah. we won't.
0: Right. Yeah. Veterino pointed out Storm and Magneto electing to stay out of the queue makes him nervous that this will be a way to undo X-Men resurrection, that mutants simply choosing to leave the queue. It's it's on brand for these particular characters, but they're suspicious that Marvel will use this to return to the status quo.
1: Well, I can see where that thought is coming from, but I also think it's a it's an interesting perspective of choice, right? Like resurrection should be a choice. If you want to be resurrected, you should be able to be resurrected. But if you get to a point where you would like to just die, die, right? Like if if you don't want to be immortal, you should be able to have that choice.
0: <laughs> we were immortal for what? 3 months in marvel time and we're sick of it already.
1: Yeah, but it's been like years.
0: In print time, yeah.
1: No, because of the Hellfire Gala.
0: That's ah, fake. That's so fake. <laughs> the pikaku wants to know if Storm and Magneto will get a other world resurrection instead since it's a kind of death, right? So would they come back? Different, or if someone tried to resurrect them, if the five tried to bring back Storm and Magneto after they've died and they have no backup to give to them, could that then give an an amalgam of other people? Could that, and I think that's the, the hiccup of I think what created Wrong Slide was that connection to all the other potentials. Right. Without the backup, there's nothing to put in the husk of. Right. Unless you put in, you know, you want to go back to X-Men seven people that have their wills to be resurrected in Magneto's body. (laughs) Well, Magneto's gone. So we're just going to let's make
1: Magneto died. So his body's up for for grabs. Does anybody want it?
0: North? I
1: mean, oh,
0: oh, curls doesn't trust it. Should the Iraqi believe Magneto's word on the no more backups, which I love as a nod to no more mutants. Yes. But I I think that's a fair point. But at the same time, they've not given any reason to be doubted in the past. You know, these are these are two. Well, Storm is still a leader of Krakoa and, and Storm's got a lot on her plate.
1: But I think in this sense, too, like Magneto is a man of honor. You know, like if he... If he pledges himself to your cause, he does it with intention. Sure. You know, and I I don't know him to be deceiving and a trickster. You know, I don't I think it's scary to know that, you know, we're in a time where we're seeing characters that we love. In this death situation and we're wondering, um, excuse me, are they coming back because right. what's happening here? Why is
0: Emma not on the covers? Right. Why is Mystique not in any of the futures?
1: Right. Why are Storm and Magneto...
0: Right, right, what happened to Gambit? What's going to happen to Magneto? There was a preview page from AXE that I posted today and it looked like a fight between Magneto and Uranus.
1: Yeah, So, so that as a, as a fan is scary because you don't know what that means for the future of the characters that we love. But from a character standpoint, I don't think Magneto would do something like that, make a statement like that, say something like that if it wasn't what he meant genuine.
0: Sure. Yeah, I agree. I think that especially to make that display move too, with the little mini Cerebro. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Storm and Black Panther or, or Storm and romance in general. Hot claws wants to know our take on their now annulled marriage, mm. Storm and T'Challa. I think it's hard. I think just obviously she did not agree with that, and we've seen that play out. The fact that he essentially erased what the history they had.
1: Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't know too much about the the annulment. I mean, I know they were married and then they were not, but then there was still sort of like. This wishy-washy secret romance between them.
0: Right. So so he annulled their marriage. And I think that's been referenced in the Black Panther issue where they crossed over. And Storm was essentially heartbroken by this. The fact right. that you, you decided to say that it was not. That was what you presumed as your duty as king or as emperor of the Intergalactic Empire. Which is where he is now, allegedly.
1: Yeah. I mean, what I would say is it seems like maybe Storm was heartbroken by it before, but she's she's over it now. Yeah, she's had enough. She's like, not only did you do this, but then you made me think that, you know, there was still hope for us and I could trust you. And then you went and put a spy in my midst. So, yeah, I'm all set.
0: Hot Claws is also asking if Aurora and Nova were sharing a moment or if she's just building an alliance.
1: I think she's just building an alliance. I did get a little of that, like little head turn. Oh, oh, hey, what's happening here? I have stepped
0: onto another plane of intergalactic awesomeness.
1: But I think she's just playing her the political game. cards there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Warline Comics is liking this exploration of life and death philosophies from Al Ewing, connecting them to his previous work with Immortal Hulk and Valkyrie. Also, the connections between Vulcan and the Cancerverse, where he was trapped. It's a universe where death died, death the character, and the universe got messed up. He's feeling like MCU Thanos right now. Mm. But also he's pointing out the differences between Charles's care for Xandra and not Legion. Like the difference between his questionable relationship with Gabrielle and the merged clone creation that is Xandra. Don't resurrect Legion, but immediately resurrect Zandra.
1: Right. <laughs> Clear well, my day. He doesn't trust Legion, but he trusts Zandra.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's just more his overall reactions to Legion over time and the instability of Legion, which is not David's fault.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Oh. Rem Springer had me laughing on my lunch break. If that is wrong slide, I don't want to be right slide. He's wonderful. <laughs> yes,
1: he is wonderful. He
0: really is. He reminds me of Colossus in a way, like early Colossus, this artist's soul in the super strong body, this poetry of his philosophy.
1: Mm, I like that.
0: The whole thing made Curls so sad and more sad to think about our boy Remi. It's the big topic of conversation, right? Death and the new rules that come with it.
1: Yeah. Remy.
0: (laughs) Especially with, you know, Xandra's death being confirmed here. Right. Even though we didn't actually see her die. We just saw... It
1: was confirmed in my mind. I don't feel like it was as much of a spoiler, but... I respect the outrage because, you know, I've been outraged by spoiled things before. And last but not
0: least, shout out to Mando Mutato who loves hearing a relatively new fan in Alicia with her perspective and spot on observations.
1: Hey, thank you. Great week. Great
0: week. Full week. Long episode.
1: Yeah. Big stuff happening.
0: Yeah. We tried,
1: we tried to, to make it quick with some of the comics, but you know, these last three, there was just so much to unpack.
0: I so. go back and forth of whether or not we should just cut some of the other issues from the coverage you know just because there's a mutant doesn't necessarily mean are we going to talk about the fifth issue of spider-man 2099 am i going to pick that up because there's mutants in it
1: okay let's let's answer one question at a time are we going to talk about it no maybe you'll mention like one thing in passing in the news are you going to pick it up yes probably
0: probably but not next week because it's not coming out next week
1: so tell me what is coming out next week it's
0: a big week for me it's a manageable week for us.
1: All right. What do we got?
0: The Excellent number five. Mm-hmm. Sabretooth number 5 Woohoo! Legion of X number three. Okay. And then for me, Spider-Man number five. Black Panther number seven with Storm on the cover.
1: Ooh, on so, the cover. So, something
0: to check out. And Strange Academy's coming back with number 18.
1: Okay, then. Well until next time old friend
0: charles you're kind of a terrible dad most of the time
1: and i erase myself sorry bro thanks so much for joining us today on the ex-wife podcast be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends
0: the ex-wife podcast is produced in Providence, rhode island by alicia and justin our music is by kwan